Welcome to Creepy Cases and Spooky Spaces. I'm your host, Cassiopeia. You can find new episodes every Friday on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to follow along on Instagram and Facebook for all future updates at creepycases.spookyspaces. Due to the nature of this show, some of the details can get pretty graphic, so listener discretion is advised. This week's spooky space adventure takes us to Holly, Michigan. More than just a historical landmark, it's a hotbed of paranormal activity. With a long list of sightings and various encounters, including the original owner, John Hurst himself, it ranks high on the spookometer. This week, we're visiting the Holly Hotel. In the 1860s, America's railway systems were expanding. Major Midwestern cities were bustling, and the need for hotels near stations was growing, so both locals and travelers could be served. In 1863, the first railroad tracks to reach Holly, Michigan, were the Detroit and Milwaukee Line, later joined by the Flint and Holly Line, founded by Henry Crapo. More than 25 trains passed through each day. A modest two-story wood building stood, which some reports that I read say it was originally called the Washington House, while others say it was named the Hearst Hotel after its original proprietor, John Hearst. The surrounding area looked quite different. The building was larger than it is today, and Martha Street, where the Holly Hotel now stands, was lined with taverns that hosted so many brawls, it was, and still is, dubbed Battle Alley. The outside may have been a rough setting, but inside, the Holly offered quite the list of luxuries. From hot water, to large elegant rooms, fine dining, and a large staff, which set a tone that continues on even now. Although, it's no longer a hotel, only a restaurant. In 1912, John Hurst sold the hotel to Joseph Allen, who renamed it the Holly Inn. But in 1913, a fire raged through its halls, destroying the second and third floors. Hurst was actually crushed by the loss, and never overcame the grief of the fire. He had built the hotel from the ground up, and only seven years after the fire, he passed away, becoming the first haunt. Employees have claimed that John Hurst haunts the holly. The smell of cigar smoke can be encountered at the bar, even when no one is smoking, 
and numerous visitors have seen a man wearing a frock coat and top hat, while disembodied laughter can be heard traveling from the stairs down to what used to be the hotel's parlor. The Holly Hotel was the hub of social activity in the 1900s. From civil and social groups to train hotel travelers and salesmen using the public rooms for meetings and demonstrations. Sunday dinner was a formal event for both locals and visitors. The historic hotel is a three-story, gabled, hip-roof, red-brick, Queen Anne style. A helmet-domed, octagonal corner tower is the most distinctive, and my favorite, feature. The Tuscan Column porch shelters the main entrance on the north facade and is a 1913 replacement after the 1891 original porch burned in the fire. The August 29th 1908 visit of Carrie Nation caused quite the publicity storm when she and her pro-temperous supporters stormed the town, actually attacking patrons with their umbrellas. She began smashing whiskey bottles in the bar with her axe after disagreeing quite extensively with the scantily clad painting of the woman displayed above the bar. The hotel still celebrates Miss Nation's visit every year with special menus, a reenactment, and specially reduced prices on alcoholic beverages. Exactly 65 years to the day and hour, on January 19, 1978, the hotel caught fire once again. The damage cost around $550,000, and the last original architectural link was up to be demolished. We'll continue with our spooky space visit right after these words from our sponsor. Shh, do you smell that? The fairies must be whipping up something new over at the Wiccan Fae Candle Nook. The new layered candles are a must-have for any candle lover. You can choose from three scents to create your very own garden soiree or Sunday yummy Sunday. And the options don't stop there. With a wide variety of scent profiles and fun names like Bitch Slap Blue, and chill the fuck out, you're bound to find something for everyone. Right now, if you mention the discount code CREEPYSPOOKY at checkout, you can get 10% off your first order. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to pizzaandpigtails.com, click the link in the left-hand corner, and get your hands on your very own Wiccan Fay candle. The Holly Hotel has been referred to as the most haunted historic building in Michigan. It's also one of the few where the ghostly activities are repetitive 
and have been encountered by various employees and guests alike. And very few of the encounters are easily explained or discounted, especially when people don't know about the history and lesser known facts, such as the original owner smoked cigars or the flowery perfume that lingers every now and again, or how the little girl who can be seen in the kitchen with her favorite toy, a meat cleaver. Let's dive in to just a few of the accounts of the spectral activity. If you ever visit the Holly Hotel, don't be shy to request a tour. The employees are quite thrilled to show guests around and tell all about the unexplained going-ons. Mentioned earlier, John Hurst was the very first owner of the inn and the very first haunt. Although he passed away in the 1920s, his love for the building keeps him around. While seeing him is rare, you can smell his cigars, sometimes light and sometimes heavy. He's not a fan of noise and is very unhappy during any kind of renovation to his home. If you see a man in a frock coat and a top hat, more than likely you've seen Mr. Hurst. He's most commonly experienced at the top of the stairs or in the Cary Nation banquet room. He is seen all over and has even been seen in the lower level in the tonsorial parlor. parlor. Laughter seems to be the most common of John Hurst's manifestations, a faint baritone laugh that echoes through the house. And sometimes you'll hear him speak to no one in particular. Nora Kane, a petite, beautiful house hostess. Her portrait is displayed in the restaurant's lobby. From my research, I learned that she had a love of music and still enjoys playing a song now and then. She is frequently encountered during weddings and has manifested a lot in photographs. As the most common haunting, you'll learn her perfume. Well, a sweet and flowery scent found mostly in the turret area in the main bar. Nora's ghost is most commonly seen in the bar and the back hallway that once served as the main entrance of the hotel. Lithe and graceful, cutting off around the knees, and always wearing one of her most beautiful dresses. If you hear the piano drifting through, it's most likely Nora, as she adored music in her living days and also in her dead ones. She has also been known to sing, and she'll ask people near the piano to play for her. She was a wonderful singer. 
I think my favorite spirit, though, that I learned about, no offense to any of the others, is that of the little girl who is often seen in the kitchen. She's a happy and playful spirit. No one is sure who she is. Two girls died young around the hotel. One due to severe injuries in the livery stable, which was where the parking lot now sits. Or it could be Nora's daughter, as Nora is depicted in a morning gown. She's between the ages of 9 and 13 with fiery red hair. She likes to play with the random items in the kitchen, the meat cleaver being her item of choice, as well as teapots and hanging utensils. She could also be the ghost, or one of the ghosts, heard running up and down the stairways. She's the only spirit to have shown up during a seance in the 90s. You can hear her giggling as she moves objects about. And it sounds like she's just looking to have a little bit of fun. Another common spirit is Leona, the Hearst's dog. Similar to a rat terrier, she can also be heard running through the halls and barking comes from nowhere when no dogs are in sight, especially by the early morning chefs. In February 1996, Mrs. Kutlinios, I'm pretty sure I butchered that, arrived at the hotel early in preparation for afternoon tea. She walked the dining rooms for a quick inspection And she says, when she turned the corner, she was met with the image of a Native American. He looked as real as everything else in the room, except he had no feet and was sort of hovering above the ground before vanishing a few moments later. No one else has reported seeing this Native before or after this incident. So, tell me your thoughts on the Holly Hotel visitors. Why do you think the spirits hold on? Do they just love the place so much that a piece of them wants to stay behind? Do they not realize that they've passed on? What is it about this hotel and the spirits that even the biggest of skeptics have left as full-on believers. You can join in on the conversation by sending me a message directly through the Anchor FM podcast page. You can message me on Facebook or Instagram, creepycases.spookyspaces, or you can send me an email creepycases.spookyspaces at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from anyone who has possibly also visited the Holly Hotel um, to see if you've had any ghostly encounters of your own.
Creepy Cases and Spooky Spaces with Cassiopeia is an Ink and Memory production. Content researched and written by Cassiopeia. Audio editing done by Ink and Memory Productions. You can find new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartMedia, or your favorite podcast platform. If you'd like to join the discussion, recommend a creepy case or a spooky space, or join me on a future episode to discuss all of the above, you can reach out through the anchor.fm podcast page. You can send me a message on Instagram and or Facebook at creepycases.spookyspaces, or you can send me an email at creepycases.spookyspaces at gmail.com. If you'd like to help support the podcast, always appreciated, you can do so through the anchor.fm podcast page. Thank you.